0: Welcome to All Good Work Robotics Radio. My name is Langazulu, and this is a space for shared value, alternative thinking um, and the space of education development. Um, This is going to be a very interesting platform and hub where daily, weekly, we're going to share insights, information, um, our thinking, um, our knowledge, Um, on how we think education should be, um, some of the innovations, some of the inventions um, within the space of technology, and um, our thoughts basically relating to transformation in our society, particularly, of course, in the space of education, entrepreneurship, Um, business development um, and everything in between. This is our very first episode on this special podcast that we are creating and crafting for our juniors within the Alcoa at Work Robotics Academy where we teach or instill the culture through coding and robotics, of creative thinking, um, of creativity, um, rather of original originality, complex problem solving, critical thinking, emotional intelligence—you name them—as per the Future World Economic Forum Future of Jobs Report. Um, here. Yeah today with Tzecha Mamsiga to actually discuss um, the impact of COVID-19 within our operations and our academy and what the juniors and parents can expect um, going forward in terms of our approach for education. Welcome to the very first podcast, Mr. Tzecha
1: (laughs) Mamsiga. Thank you very much. Um, I think it's good to be back on the wavelength.
0: Great. Um, So, well, of course, the president has just announced it's shut down for 21 days. Um, But I think through the grapevine, I know that the Algo at Work movement and team has been preparing for such moments. How has been the response so far
1: to the whole COVID nineteen outbreak within Richards Bay, um, the response has been, um, I think, it's been as cautious as it can be. Uh, so when, when 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 we got or when the issue the the, the, the news first started populating the 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 news channels, um, I remember we were sitting with the kids. Actually, it was a day before after we came back from Durban. And I was talking to um, some of the kids, and I remember just a few days before there was a reported case in Devon, and they were like, We hope you were not in Devon uh, because there is coronavirus in Devon. And I'm like, Ish, I was there. Um, <laughs> but it was just one case, you know. Um, so we talked to them, and you could feel that the kids were actually, uh, you know, they knew or they started understanding that there is such a thing happening, they didn't uh, necessarily understand the impact, but they knew that it was a bit dangerous, um, it could uh, do a whole lot of damage. Um, and then, you know, we started discussing it with parents and we started talking about certain measures, what measures can be taken. Um, so, that. Next week uh we had measures in place already for the kids when they entered the, 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 the techno hub and then we did that for two two weeks and then after that unfortunately there was a first shutdown. We, the kids were going on a break. We were supposed we were going to give them about a week of, of break and then that week what happened was a shutdown or the first um um the first half of the shutdown, which was minor. And so just before the closing, though, when we were talking to the parents, um, the parents were also very worried mm. because kids were going on holiday, so they were worried that some of them will travel off the outside the country um, with families. Um, some of them will travel to high risk. risk zones across the country, and it was a matter or a question of then how do we make sure that we keep everyone or we keep everyone aware of. Those dangers, um, and then so that when they come back, perhaps there is a certain protocol to ensure that we have them or we are confident that they were not in zones or they were not in contact with a person uh, Mm -hmm. who had corona coronavirus but imagine that was before it was uh, at this level where we are so those were the measures that we were taking then Mm -hmm. so that's how we we were responding to it that's how parents were responding to it that's how kids were responding to it at the time yeah because i remember even i think uh, i think the following
0: weekend because i I, we went back to tab and you were you you were um, you were left behind. and I remember, I mean, you guys um, bought the the sanitizers, you bought the the hand towels. Um, you disinfected um, the the whole um, the tables where the, the juniors um, are going to be we're going to be working. And I think, um, you know, it was just a proud moment for me personally, you know, knowing that um, we didn't have to wait for a precedent. We didn't have to wait for, you know, uh, for this whole thing, you know, we we took the precautions um, early enough because we understand, I mean, the, the pressure and the amount of responsibility that is upon us, you know, dealing with juniors. And obviously, we're very sensitive um, to ensure, I mean, the levels of safety. I mean, I mean we've, we've been struggling, or you know, at least to to some level, of course, ensuring the safety aspect um, within, when the kids are, are building their projects, I mean, the soldering irons, the glue guns, you know. Um, we've also been, I mean, discussing that as to, in the future, and the near future, how can we ensure that we avoid, you know, those instances where some kid has been burned, you know, I and mean, things like that. So I think it is, I think, for me, a reflection of um, our our philosophy as well as our, our principles within the academia. And also speaking about that, um, the responding, which of course we're just going to touch on it now, However, I think it was a case of, okay, this is a crisis. However, because we're in the space of innovation in the space of disruption as an academy and as, a, as an organization, it's, it's a big opportunity um, to also thrive and look at um, concepts as to how we can transform education um, and open up access in that process, um, looking at the costs, looking at the quality um, of course, the access that I just touched on. So those sort of things. So if if we're just gonna, um, if you're just gonna take our, um the parents as well as the juniors into confidence as to what exactly is going to happen from now on, um, what sort of platform are they going to be logging on? How is the content going to be packaged? What sort of subject um, are going to be packaged
1: within that approach? Um, we. From tomorrow, I think, for the juniors in the... Uh, in the
0: yeah, let's mention the dates.
1: <laughs> for, okay, from the 24th, that is tomorrow, the 24th of March, the juniors that are um, um, in the academy will start receiving uh, recorded videos online um, about the content which they have to cover. Um, they will receive them on WhatsApp, but WhatsApp does not provide us uh, with an opportunity to track everything that the students do. So we're going to have a platform, a traditional platform, which we are working on where the juniors or the students will be logging in. They'll be checking everything. That is, they will will be able to go through the content. Um, And then what will happen is after they went through the content, we will be able to see how far ahead each and every student is, what have each and every student done. And on top of that, there will be... Homeworks which they'll have to do. Uh, there will be work which are, uh, class assignments and all those which they will have to do every now and then, and then submit them on on, on onto the system, and then we would know um, or would be, be able to help them, um, ensuring that they they cover everything that we need to to have covered. You need to have the internet, and this is where that element comes through for each and every parent to say. My stu- my kid, we were told that we need to have an internet and this is where we now use it to ensure that the kids or the juniors learn um, um, something during this time. Um, we're going to try and see how we further help the juniors in other things. Um, and we're going to be working hard to try and uh, establish partnerships to ensure that they give them or we give them a little bit, we give them more than just robotics, um, you know, so that they can actually learn other things while they're out of school. They should not stop learning just because they're out of school. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the the biggest questions would be, um, which will be coming from both parents as well as um, the juniors themselves, as to what will happen now um, with the approach.
1: Um, we're going to pause their projects a bit. That is the juniors, the ones between 8 and um, 12. Their projects are going to be paused for a bit and we're going to focus largely on on the sensors. They should not worry much because what they would be learning on the sensors that we've been will be working with they are going to use on their um, projects therefore when time comes for them to connect the sensors uh the sensors, sensors onto to to to, to their um, to their projects it's going to be much much easier in fact during this transition depending on how things move we would like to be able to as we move sit with some of them down or sit with them one on one and start getting them on the way to developing or to writing code for their project so that when they come back they simply finish up building they connect everything and then they upload the code and then it start working because had it not been for this what was going to happen is they were going to finish building their projects. I think uh, by the end of uh, March and in April we were going to have to sit down and do the census, and it was going to be the process of, uh, you know, coding the software. So we are not necessarily losing that much time uh, with the juniors. Um, awesome.
0: So just last question. Um. Um, Which I'm asking for the listener, um, wherever they are listening to this, how easy is it? um, Because I know a lot of organizations struggle with this, you know, the process of change, um, disruptions. I um, especially in times of um, in, in times such as this one where it just hit, you know, we don't have the time to plan, to do the research for the meetings, for the engagements and the boards, to sit down. How easy is it? And how can other organizations, other people learn from an an organization such as Alco at work, where it's it, it, it takes literally um, a week to implement um, a new model, um, which is a new business model, because through the platform, I believe, from time um, in the near future, it will be accessible to, to all beyond just the 20 kids that we have within the academy.
1: Um, I think it, uh, for, 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 for other businesses, it looks at your future strategy. Um, when you're looking at your future strategy, um, obviously, I think if you're a business and you are building a future strategy, one of the things that has been talked about on an international stage is disasters such as this. And therefore you'd have some sort of a thinking around what happens if the country is on shutdown, um, which by the way, between now and 2030 apparently there's going to be more and more of such instances. And then the second thing is agility. So I think as a business, um, you can always have multiple business uh, models and then you know that there is one which kicks in when you are in trouble or you kind of merge them and then you know that the one which is most required at that time is the one that wins or is the one that is used the most and then the other one just become a support uh, part of it for example let's say you are selling a product a small product you have a manufacturing and then after that you have sales so what you do is you would work on the sales part how can we get the sales part online and figuring while figuring out the deliveries of the product of the sales that you're selling and then you can after that look at the production to say okay production require people to be here how much make minimum at this time do I need to be there? And then you merge the two. You know you know that your salespeople are working every day, but they're working from home while you're producing your product uh, somewhere with the minimum possible employees.
0: Yeah, so last question is, um, okay, very, very last question. How can uh, people um, thrive in, in, in this environment where um, they pretty much cannot go
1: anywhere um, except to buy food? I think it was on... One of my uh, my blogs and uh, podcast in 2018, 2018, 2019, where we talked about the world and how it's going to change. And one of the things that we pointed out was that we need to start thinking of ourselves as um, I don't want to say entrepreneurs, but as people as freelancers more than uh, thinking of ourselves as employees because what will happen right now with this yes it's a small trauma but trauma changes things companies founders like me and you wherever they are no matter how big a company is CEOs they are starting to calculate what is the minimum necessary amount of people that is required at the office and then what are the jobs which they can do where on a long distance work kind of a setting and the moment you are on a long distance kind of a work setting um, Salad so might go down a bit, but you have an opportunity to take one, two, or three.
0: The future is here, indeed, and the future is all going to work robotics, radio. As we're going to drop um, episodes pretty much on a daily, um, in the form of audio, in the form of text uh, through blogs, in the form of video, um, as well, and everything in between. Hey, you never know. Uh, maybe there's going to be another crisis, and it's going to unleash um, new models and new methods of us this content um, so that we can enlighten and grow our juniors within the academy grow the parents that are part of the movement and grow pretty much um, everyone who is has an interest in um, seeing that realizing the change that we definitely need and that we desperately seek um, for us to see the transformation within the institutions of education long as signing off um, until next time peace and love